This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. everybody out there in comic book land my name is george serrano aka the don and if you're listening to this you can only be here for one reason the orgy or a brand new episode of the major issues podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and i hope you're here for that because if you are i'm never alone sir guess who you got introduce- invited to the orgy Klaus maximus <laughs> and he's also invited to this episode of the major issues podcast but those are two completely separate things things um uh i hope you've been well i hope you have your health because we are going to talk i also declined i also declined the orgy by the way did you oh do you want to you want that on record yeah i did yeah i just i just got the invite i just got the invite you want that on record in case anybody hears Mm -hmm. listens to it back (laughs) just thought i set the record straight if there were any more questions yeah, I feel you. I feel you 100%. <laughs> but no, um, thankfully you're here. You're here to talk about Thor, Love, and Thunder. We're back again with another MCU film. It doesn't ever feel like it's been that long since, except for 2020, where we got none. Right. And that hurt a bit. Um, but we're back to our regularly scheduled balance of nonstop MCU. MCU uh, medicine. And this has split the audience. There. We're going to get into all the spoiler talk up front, but I am going to ask you your review uh, by way of bringing up something I saw that was said on the internet. Okay. All right. So what did these internet folks say? So I saw a bunch of people who may or may not have just been casuals, right? Because not every Marvel movie is making endgame money, right? right? So some people go to see it for word of mouth. Some people have been following it, and that it's fine. All those levels of fandom are fine. But there was a, there's a certain level of fandom of the fandom that believes that the MCU peaked at Endgame. Oh Lord, what do you think of that statement? And um, you know what's funny? I've heard that a lot. Have you seen? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I have. I have. But I'm like. You wouldn't you wouldn't really say that if if you were really like on the ride, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're like really with being on the ride. I feel like yeah, yeah. I also think if you follow comics, you understand that this is the low part of the roller coaster ride. Like we're mm-hmm. we're clipping up. Yeah, clipping we're going up. up. We're going we're, up. You know, like we're 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 going up. This is the boring part, right? We gotta wait for all those mm-hmm. clicks. But you know the next big arc is coming and the thing is they I, some people forget how long the first arc took like how long it took to get to end mm-hmm. you know so like it doesn't happen relax. overnight um the question is are people getting fatigued are they ready for another ride do they have the patience for another ride um i feel like people just want people just want to drop 
because they they know how slow the climb is. Granted, it, the is I feel like it's worth it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like people just want that shot already because <laughs> they know right. it. Right. They know what it feels like, you know. And now that we're getting our feet wet going forward, it's just people. People. It's just people know what already know what it's like and what it is. So they just they want that again, right? You know? But they just want to. I want it quicker. Yeah, they want it quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm the the one mini frustration that I've had, and all of this is going to tie into you know I feel like our review of this film um, is that I feel like we introduce such huge elements like Kang and time travel and multiverse breaking and stuff yeah. that I still it reminded me of the Infinity Stones like when we started doing movies that didn't have them in it I'm like what what are we doing because this is the, there's some guy yeah. that's about to go around collecting <laughs> these things and why are we talking about anything but the Infinity Stones right now. And so there's a bit of me that feels that, right? But since that Infinity Stone thing happened, I because I, I remember getting kind of tied at Guardians for it. I thought Guardians was going to have a, a stone in it or something. Guardians 2. I thought it was going to be something that tied into the rest of the MCU. And it really is just a fun movie. It really just <laughs> is a really fun movie that has a lot of heart at the end. And I remember when I left the theaters just being a little bit disappointed but after rewatch, loving it, absolutely digging it and loving the message, loving the whole father son thing with Peter. Um, obviously, when I say his father, I say Minyandu. Uh, but, you know, all that stuff there. I, I loved how they both on the emotion, the soundtrack, I think is incredible. And so mm -hmm. I, I had to go in it like that. I had to view it as just a film. Um, in saying that, I think Thor, Love and Thunder, in my opinion, is very similar to that it it's the first time that i ever understood the amusement park thing the 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 martin scorsese uh, amusement park criticism but i don't see it as a criticism mm -hmm. this felt like a genuinely fun ride right yeah and, it was and ride. yeah yeah we started off kind of where we left off just like a roller coaster right but we got some new friends mm -hmm. we lost some old we'll get i was happy that. i was happy to see my old friends yeah, we saw some old friends, got some new friends. Um, you know, they, there was made there some was enemies. Love, there was thunder. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that if you look at it that way, in my opinion, this was this was fun. It was worth it. Um, my main criticism, without spoilers, is that I feel like certain moments and certain concepts and certain beats in this film could have been played with a little bit more seriousness just a bit um this is my kind of comedy i love this absurd <laughs> uh new zealand australian flavor of comedy it's very niche uh i think that if you like it you almost can't get enough of it but if you don't mm -hmm. it's great it's, gonna, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot be rocky for you <laughs> yeah. right there's there's specific jokes in this that if you don't find funny the first time, you're not gonna find funny the third or the seventh <laughs> time that they do it. Um, but I found myself laughing. I would also say that the first time I went to see this, uh, we went in IMAX and I haven't seen an IMAX movie in a while. Not only was it beautiful, but the sound was all the way up. So for all the, mm -hmm. you know, sounds where times oh, where you rock out. Tunda. Yeah, and what you hear like the the licensed music in this because he ha he licensed music in this as you saw in the trailers and stuff like he did with uh ragnarok 
um it it really helped get you in the mind of like it was like a party like i but then you know there's there's some moments where it's serious and obviously some moments where it's dire but for the most part you're up and i whether you like that or not it goes with whether or not you're gonna <laughs> like this film uh I, i'll end this by saying that my new barometer for superhero films is did you have anything to say at the end of the day once all the smoke clears and the big light in the sky goes away the sky beam and the ro- all the robots die and all the clones die and the disease has been eradicated and and you know the the hole in the ozone has been plugged up does it have anything to say and this film not only has something to say but finds a way to say it at the end and make it earn its title make it earn the name thor love and thunder in a way that was so sweet that really it it, it helped put a bow on the film yeah. in my opinion but again that's only my opinion what do you think claudius maximus um i agree with the um too little too too much too heavy with the with the jokes I um I appreciate a good good joke. I like with I like him making the Thor movies. First yeah. two were good, you know. Um, well, this being the second one, of course. Um, right. Uh, uh, um, um, Hemsworth knocks it out the park. I'm glad to see. Like I said earlier, um, I was so happy to see my friends, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Star Lord, Mantis, um, my Guardians. Drax was funny as usual. That's gonna be um, our little holdover until Guardians Three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, hey, I take this little sprinkle. Right. <laughs> um, Nebula messing everything up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, man. Um, um, I was surprised at some things too in in this. Do you think? Do you think people should go out of their way to see this? Um, a little bit, a little bit, because some things I was I was kind of surprised. And I was, and I was kind of hype. I was, I was kind of hype about that. I didn't think they were going to in, introduce some things yet, and I'm kind of glad that they did. Okay. So. Um. Do you think? Uh. I guess how many how many hammers would you give it out of five? Out of five, I'll give it. I give it three and a half. I think that's fair. Out of five hammers, I think that's fair. Um. I think it's also important to note that the film itself, you know, is heavily, this one more so than Ragnarok, is heavily, has heavy involvement from Chris Hemsworth in it. Like his family's in it. He has three different family members in it, yeah. I believe. Um, he, uh, he's, I think, co-executive producer on it. He very much gels with, Taika Waititi's vision of Thor is and he's gone on record of saying that he's willing to play Thor until they get tired of him and yeah, so with I'm, that I'm with, with that, that setup I'm though with that, with that setup why would you ever leave mm-hmm. once every couple of years you and your family get dressed up and play superheroes we're gonna get an old man I'm telling you we're gonna get an old man Thor movie I'm telling you <laughs> it, 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 it's it's gonna be bananas but yeah, I think that in in saying that, I really wonder if 
the money comes up for this and if the criticism dies down for this because right now i feel like the fan base is split but i feel like the most vocal fans are saying that they didn't like this that they didn't mm-hmm. like um what was going on with this and as all fandoms if someone didn't like it then anyone who did like it is immediately wrong has bad taste stuff like that we don't do that kind of stuff here i all think it's very jam. important i think it's very important to acknowledge the things that you think could, could be a problem or are a problem in the film and really big up the things that you did like and I've gone on record of saying that the MCU is like a buffet. So if you're not, if you don't dig the barbecue ribs, get out of the way because somebody else behind you really wants the barbecue ribs, you know, and vice versa. Something else on there that you really dig. We don't have to have the same plate, but we're both going to be full because there's enough to go around for everybody. So if you go in with that mindset, I think um, not only will you kind of take this a bit lighter, but people have been having a problem with MCU jokes for years, right? Since since the inception of it. Like, Iron Man was okay and cool because he was a bit quippy, but everybody else, I feel like um, they give a lot of flack to for telling too many jokes. Uh, but Taika's back. He's Korg. There's a whole lot of Korg in this. <laughs> there's yep. a whole lot of... Uh, yeah. No, There's a little Meek. Not a lot of Meek. Little Meek in, in this. Yeah, a splash of me. I don't. I don't think any real surprise cameos. That was nope. too crazy. I feel like they dropped the ball with New Master. New Master. We still. Yeah, we still don't know who dreaded New Master yes, is. I feel to, like. <laughs> I feel like that we do. I feel like. Um, it's gonna sound crazy, but I feel like it was Falcon. For real. For some reason, I remember some kind of commercial insinuating. Yes, in an Xbox tie-in, um, New Master is revealed to be the guy who works at, I think it's like GameStop. I think it's a GameStop commercial. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's not canon. I don't think it's canon. We're saying it's not canon. Um, but yes, let's get into full spoiler territory. Let's talk about this film. We'll be recapping it scene by scene for you beautiful people yes. and then talking about each scene as it goes. Um, so yeah, let's rock it. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is a 2012 film produced by Marvel Studios, distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. It is a sequel to Thor Ragnarok and the 29th film in the MCU. 29th. The film is... Coming on 30, bro. The film is directed by Taika Watiti, who co-wrote the script with Jennifer Caton Robinson and stars Chris Hemsworth, Christian Bale, Tessa Thompson, Jamie Alexander, uh, Taika Watiti, Russell Crowe, and Natalie Portman. In the film, Thor attempts to find inner peace, but must return to action and recruit Valkyrie, Korg, and Jane Foster, who is now the mighty Thor, to stop Gore, the God Butcher, uh, from eliminating all gods. Here we go. So, our film begins on a barren wasteland of endless desert where we see a man in rags keep after his young daughter. Days pass without food or water, and although he prays to his gods for sustenance, his daughter dies due to the harsh environment. The man buries his daughter and lays beside the grave until he hears a voice calling out for him in whispers. I thought this was all really well done. I think I, th- I thought it was pretty. I uh, well, I was I was um 
kind of over overdoing it with um over examining Christian Bale because I was kind of freaked out, freaked out because he had his daughter yeah. out in the um, yeah. Um, so I'm like, what is happening? Why are we starting it like this? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I really dig the cool sort of um, religious markings that they put all over his body, mm-hmm. all over his face and stuff, and then you start to understand why he has all those scars later on. Like it was a it was a choice, and we'll talk about it in a bit. Um, but it they this opening deals with grief in such a mm-hmm. that like I said, very heavy moment. Um, it, I like that they started this off this way. If it would have started off the way the movie starts off after the <laughs> opening Marvel <laughs> video. And then went back and then went to this. I don't think it would have worked. I think you had to start at this level of seriousness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, man, like if you've ever lost anybody, it's really hard to walk away. So I could see him totally laying there, you know, at that grave. That was kind of jacked up. Everyone's all dehydrated and dying. It's rough. Um, he follows the voice and he finds an isolated patch of land that has fresh water, lush vegetation, and even some fruit. The man cuts his hand on a black blade on the ground, which seems to cut him, but the cut heals. Starving, he immediately starts to ravage the fruit that's in front of him, but is stopped when he hears and sees his own god before him. He bows and introduces himself as Gore, the last of his disciples. He pleads with the god to return because famine and death have laid waste to all of his followers, leaving Gore alone. But he explains he's never given hope, given up hope for the eternal reward for his tireless devotion. The god laughs at him, saying there's no life after death, and after he dies, more followers will come. He says there's no eternal reward. He calls him a dog. He throws fruit at him, and he genuinely turns his nose up at him. Um... I think that this moment here is going to go down as the moment where a lot of people uh, sympathize with Gore. You know, there's, I don't know if it's going to be to the level of a Loki or a level of a Killmonger, right? But I do think that there are people who have led a life with the belief that certain actions come with a reward of sort of you know of blessing or stuff and sometimes bad things happen to good people and when they can't rationalize why mm-hmm. they get angry at who they perceive is running the ship <laughs> right um it i I've, I've questioned my own spirituality on occasion because you wonder if there is somebody controlling all of this, how they let good and bad things both happen, you know? Um, and he's literally being told by the person he's praying to that <laughs> he ain't he's getting being laughed at. He's being laughed. He's being mocked for it. He uh, right there list, looking he, at all he, of he his sacrifices. Him, him, bro. Yeah. Um, looking at all of his yeah. sacrifices right there and like, even thinking of his daughter. Um, yeah, he's, he realized he suffered, he starved, he's gone hungry, mm-hmm. had to bury his own daughter for nothing. Gore uh, rips off the pendant of worship around his neck and renounces his faith. The god, in anger, grabs him by his throat, 
But before he can kill him, the black blade known as the Necro Sword appears in his hand, and he uses it to stab the god in the neck. The blade infects Gore, mm-hmm. turning his Ooh, skin. Like, I was a, I was a fan of the blood, by the way. Oh, the gold blood. Yeah, after he stabbed him. Like, yeah, Ooh. apparently gods bleed gold. Um, or certain gods, because we've seen Thor bleed. <laughs> the blade uh, infects Gore, turning his skin to a pale white and making his eyes glow. I think the eyes were the coolest part of the. Yeah, I thought so too. Of the character, which is not, to my knowledge, a comic thing. He declares all gods will die before beheading this one. So thoughts on Gore, thoughts on this origin, obviously different from the comic book origin at parts, but also very faithful in others uh, with him getting the sword, with him losing his family, um, with him choosing to renounce his God and him choosing to now wage war on these gods. What do you think? We got a brand new MCU villain, someone straight out of the comics. What's your take on Gore? Uh, I thought Gore was, you know, he was gory, you know. I thought he was gory. He was menacing. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was doing his thing. Um, big ups to Christian Bale though, because I didn't think I was gonna be so, you know. But I guess that method acting really does come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I said, you know, it was. Um, there's an intensity know, to his performance, especially in this I beginning. Know, I know of the I know of the comic too, you know. Right. So um, I thought it was just I thought it was just pretty pretty all right. Um, he pretty he really he really nailed the creepiness though. If I had if I had to if I had to believe from this forward going on um to go back to to really actually read that I think I would probably hear Christian Bale's gore in my head as I read. That's interesting. I also. Thor. Now, to play devil's advocate, I think that they could have went a little bit further with him. Um, and I, But I do think, like you just said, if you want that, go and read Jason Aaron's Thor and put Christian Bale's gore mm-hmm. in, in, in that spot. Because I do think that it, whatever failings you think are of gore, I don't think they're of Christian Bale. You know, I think that mm-hmm. he did very well in this. Um, Kind of a cool workaround with the Necro Sword, you know. Necro Sword yeah. is supposed to be a, a living symbiote, and they kind I was of gonna say, uh, selfishly in my head that was me in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, where's no that? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Seemingly, you know, no, no. no. I just saw. Them I'll, post, I'll, I'll back away patiently, you know. I just day. saw them post on like comicbook.com like Thor introduces huge tie to Venom. No, 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 it doesn't. It's Relax. not a tie to Relax. Venom. A, <laughs> Relax. You know, right. I, I, unless they're possibly, but it's gone now. I was going to say, unless they possibly yeah. think of a backdoor for it, but no, it's gone. It would be cool if there's a Necro Sword in whatever universe, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Like there's a Necro Sword in the Sony universe, but it's different. You know, this one just had shadows. That one had symbiotes or, or whatever the hell. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good workaround. Like they didn't have to explain much. If they weren't going to do symbiotes, then this was a good thing. This whole like thing of shadows and um, the idea that it's infecting him and making him sick, I think was also kind of cool. I don't think it was doing that. I think revenge in general made Gore crazy in the comic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, Mm -hmm. you know, once once you get put on that uh, path, but yeah, I thought this was a great opening for uh, Gore, a great introduction to the MCU for Christian Bale. Um, and uh, another instance of one-time Marvel villains <laughs> in the MCU. It doesn't matter. They got the they got the better. Yeah. 
Cora catches up us up to speed about Thor's upbringing, love life, and eventual relationship with Jane Foster. He mentions him losing his family, Asgard, and his own self-esteem. He recaps things up until after Endgame, where Thor chooses to travel with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Although he eventually was able to lose all the weight he gained after Infinity War, and it's probably in the best shape of his godly life, uh, mm-hmm. Thor Ma- is the mon- unhappy. Cue the montage. Yeah, he. The, I mean, I he the is the biggest. He is the biggest he's he's been. Um, mm-hmm. I I suspect that's more for Hulk Hogan than there was for this, because supposedly <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> that's play Hulk right. Hogan. He is doing that, right? Yeah, and man, you know, he's a big dude, brother. Um, yeah, the montage montage worked. I wish it wasn't to only time. Cause I think only time is inherently a, just a silly song. Like you can't play that <laughs> song without. It sounds serious as a heart attack, but it's just so. I think it's so serious the song that it it just um, makes you laugh. But I like to see Baby Thor. That was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and they did a good slash funny job of getting everybody up to this point. You know, they had to. They had to catch everybody up in MCU style. Catch everybody up if you're just watching the Thor films. You know, catch everybody up if the last thing you saw was Thor too, because you said, you know what, if Natalie Portman's previously in, in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yep. Feeling unfulfilled, Thor lays down his axe until he is needed, which luckily doesn't take too long. Uh-huh. Thor, Thor, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Star Lord enlists Thor's help defending a planet and a sacred temple. Thor gives a rousing speech, complete with a new catchphrase, this ends here and now. Mm-hmm. He disrobes, showing a more rock and roll inspired outfit, calls on Stormbreaker and lays waste to the invading army of lunatic bird people. <laughs> after they're done, after they're dealt with, we see that the collateral damage has destroyed the sacred, the sacred temple, showing Thor is doing more harm than good. He shrugs it off as a classic Thor adventure. <laughs> classic Korg adventure. Yes, because he had this to blame. Is, he had to blame somebody. <laughs> this is also this is very reminiscent of Ragnarok, right? Like this is kind of how Ragnarok starts, where we start on a new planet. You got an enemy, you hit that rock music, see him whoop some ass real quick. Um, I like this. Um, it, this was really fun. It was fun to see him do that roundhouse kick to a whole like little. <laughs> oh man, that whole ship showing off his new moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I was fired. That Guardians. Roundhouse, money. <laughs> Guardi- Guardians don't look too money. happy with them, though. No, Star Lord don't look too happy with them. <laughs> Dra- Drax looked like he was a bit bored by by his by showing off. Man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I still like his overconfidence. He's been around the block for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I get the criticism sometimes. He acts. Like he lacks intelligence as opposed to just does foolish things, but right, right. Um, I it, that's sometimes indistinguishable. <laughs> sometimes smart people just do foolish things. Uh, but it's time to get serious because we catch up with Jane Foster, who has been diagnosed with stage four cancer, and doesn't seem to be recovering. She is confronted by Darcy Lewis, aka Cat Dennings, the only person who knows. Hey, girl, good to see you. She tells her to consult with Thor to find an an otherworldly cure. Jane says she can figure it out by herself. But back in her lab, all her tests are inconclusive. 
Even Dr. Selvig tells her that her days are numbered. One day, she seems to hear something call to her, and her attention gets drawn to a book of Norse mythology, which tells the story of Mjolnir and its healing capabilities. So, quick, quick, uh, you know, reintroduction to old Jane. She teaches somebody some wormhole stuff. The old flame. Yeah, I thought Dorothy was just like, like if you if you if your days are numbered, call Thor. <laughs> I thought that's what she was saying. <laughs> I didn't think she was saying like maybe he could help. I thought she was saying maybe she can he can make the last days more enjoyable. If, right. If you catch my drift, and I hope I'm not sexist in saying that because she makes a face right when she says it. Right when yeah. she's like, hey. I, I see how you, yeah, I see how you think that though. Yeah. And I was like, oh wait, we like get, we're doing that. Like, hey, you know, before we die. Yeah, what you doing? What you doing? What you doing, Thor? What do you think about her trying to do this by herself? Wanting to do this by herself? She seems wanting to get back into the lab, even though she's sick. Yeah, yeah, but she could have asked Darcy for some help. I also think making her character this headstrong, which she kind of always has been. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. It it ties back to the it ties into the ending of this, you know, her cho- her choices to make decisions regardless of her own personal health. Okay. Uh, you know, I will tie in later on. <laughs> Remember that for later on. <laughs> uh, days of number, North mythology, whatever. Oh, so yeah. When I first watched this, I thought that she was gonna, you know, all the tests were gonna be inconclusive. There's no hope for her, and then she was gonna see like an advertisement for New Asgard because we knew a New Asgard was a thing. We also uh-huh. knew that they were doing like weird tourist stuff, and we knew that Valkyrie was trying to, you know, expand uh tourism to new asgard so i thought it would be like a commercial for like flights to new asgard and she would go oh maybe i should go over there and check me on your after the you know like after this whole thing but though like the book thing i got mad at at first because i didn't realize that there was like a sound like something mm-hmm. like she heard a sound because it looks like she just looked to the side saw a book opened the book so, to well, the first yeah page, yeah i didn't and know, it's I didn't know so the I like, first time yeah what? It's like what? I was because the, even the one I was talking about, the commercial, I was gonna say is lazy because those commercials always happen so com- conveniently, right? Right when you need them in the movie. But this is even I thought like that was even more convenient. Like the book you need is right to your right to right to the right of you, and then you open it and it's on the first page or whatever. Really ridiculous. But no, it called to her. This is magic. Magic is being used. All right. We then head to New Asgard. As established in Endgame, New Asgard has now become an official sovereign land with its king, Valkyrie, acting as its diplomatic leader. We see a play depicting the destruction of Mjolnir, and we see that its pieces were never moved from where it was destroyed, as its pieces could not be picked up. Jane walks towards it, towards the spray case, and uh, the pieces start to move as we see lightning and hear thunder around her. Our boys are back. (laughs) Our play... Playboys, our gentlemen. What did you think of the uh, guys doing the play? Um, I was, I was, you know, I was glad to have Matt Damon back. Um, yeah. I just want to say, um, besides um uh, the boys, I was hyped when I seen Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had that spoiled for me. That, that was you... the. I had that spoiled for me too, but I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was kind of wait. I was kind of waiting on it. So and when so, it happened, so when it happened, it was that. It was that just. It was that more funnier to me. And then I had to remember it too. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. Somebody had to say that. It did get a big pop from the theater was, though. It got a good. huge pop from the theater when I went. Yeah, um, it got a. It got a good decent pop at the theater too. They they didn't really do this in the first one, but this one they went extra hard on the crappy special effects, like the like the cra- like not uh-huh. the not the of the movie. I'm talking about the play, like the like the yeah play. Which, uh, dude, taking off costumes stuff. when he threw the when he threw the hammer and it's on the wire. She <laughs> <laughs> could grab it, and when the guy uh, when Odin passes away, he's doing the glow, oh, glow yeah. glitter. The glow glitter. And, and now I will they disappear. They drag him away, or he crawled away. It got he crawled away. <laughs> he crawled away, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that they couldn't move the pieces of Mjolnir either. I guess the pieces maintain the enchantment. You're not worthy of a piece. <laughs> not even a slice of worthy. Not even because you not can't. Because you're either piece. all worthy or not worthy. You can't be half worthy. There's no such thing, as we find out. Uh, back with Thor, he is gifted two giant goats for his troubles, <laughs> which cause all sorts of mayhem on the oh, ship. Oh man, bro, those goats! <laughs> Did was everybody you were with on board with those goats? For the most part, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they were annoying, but their annoyance was they funny. were yeah they were annoying, but in a in a great funny way. I was How is that possible? That. I didn't I didn't. I didn't think I was like, no, nah, this is gonna get crazy. The minute it happened, bro, because you know, I the trailers and stuff. I had a feeling they were gonna be throughout the whole movie. I yeah. thought I, I had a, I thought they were gonna make it through the whole movie. So I'm like, oh no, this is gonna be through the whole movie. And as it kept happening to me, it was just it was just funny. I was just rolling, dude. I was I was hollering, bro. Yeah. I was damn near crying because because they they let they let you like forget people. about it. They don't do it so often uh-huh. that you. They let you forget that their characters are there, and then all of a sudden, it just sounds like real people screaming. It's the most ridiculous thing, and it's real. That's how goats sound when they scream. It's ridiculousness, um, but not like people. <laughs> I mean, it, this is this is just terrifying, and they're huge. I love that. Um, on the ship, Drax like has it, like in a headlock or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> headlock the whole time. Yeah, but um, Nebula goes to kill one of them. Yeah, and then Mantis follows her because he <laughs> she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I thought that was funny. We so yeah, so he got some um, new goats. Um, it all that that the goats put further strain on him and the guardians. We obviously see that they had beef with how he was acting out there in the field, the collateral damage kind of stuff. Now this goat stuff. So there's there's a there's a rift happening there. Mm-hmm. Um. After fixing the distress signal detector, they see and hear the god of the god butcher. They like see reports and of distress signals of people warning about the god butcher, and we see his path of death across the galaxy with a bunch of like gods being hung craziness. Um, one of the distress calls is from Sith, so Thor says they must go save her, but Quill thinks they should split up, fearing the awkwardness of a breakup. Thor breaks up with the Guardians first. <laughs> acting as if it was his decision. Uh, before they go, Peter Quill reminds him um, that feeling shitty after losing love is better than never having love at all. Uh, I really like this. I really like this scene. I didn't get it because I missed the fact that 
Star Lord was doing the breakup stuff. And he was mm-hmm. doing the, hey, well, maybe you should go do handle that. And there's just so many distress calls here. Maybe he says that to Thor, and then Thor like sinks his shoulders. Like he, you know, he thinks that him and his new family are gonna go save Sith. And Star Lord's already like, hey, you know, it's it's not me, it's you, and you know, you maybe, should go this way, we go that way. Yeah, we maybe we should take some space. So the minute he thinks that that's what it is, he goes outside, and he recontextualizes it as you know what you go i'm gonna go do the sift thing by myself uh you know it's his decision now which i thought was funny and immature but funny uh it just shows that he still hasn't learned from a lot of what's going on he just keeps pushing people away as he says in this with uh star lord where he literally keeps people at arm's distance and puts his arm out to make sure that star lord's at arm's distance. damn it you've gone too close <laughs> I hope you have enough, uh, as much fun with this ship as I did. <laughs> really, really let him stuff. keep the ship. How, how dare Thor? So nice, so nice. Chris Pratt, fairly thin. He was looking yeah. pretty, looking pretty in shape for this. I don't know if I he's thought in, it was, I thought it was drastic shape. I thought it was, I thought it was I, extra facial I, hair. I felt like the facial hair was there, so you didn't see how thin he was. Because he, yeah. had the, in, I didn't even in, notice that. <laughs> In universe, he had beefed up in Guardian. I mean, in Infinity War. Remember, they were saying he got fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were making jokes about it, he got fat, and then that's when they saw Thor for the first time. And it seems like maybe uh, uh, Star Lord was working out with Thor. <laughs> He's getting je- jealous. He's going to be the only fit guy on the ship, which makes a lot of sense. Um, this is all. Well, won't we see the Guardians again. What do you think about their inclusion in this? Was it too much? Was it too little? Nah, I thought it was just right. Um, yeah. It's a Thor movie, bro. You know, um, I'm glad, I'm grateful for my friends, you know, coming through. And he was with them, but I'm glad, um, you know. And granted, didn't they say they were going to link back up anyway for Guardians? I don't know about that, but it'd be interesting. As Guardians of the Galaxy, as everyone's been trying to call them. <laughs> so that would be cool. But I thought it was right. Just give us, you know, show us our friends. And then yeah. they just go away. I thought that was good. I like catching up with the Guardians for a little bit. Sith was interesting. Didn't think she was going to be in this. She was she in. The arm. She's in every Thor. What? Well, no. I don't think she was in Ragnarok. Mm-mm. No, because they don't go to As. No, they do go to Asgard in Ragnarok, but she's not in Ragnarok. Yeah, but she's not. She's in. Um, she's in Loki. Mm-hmm. I, I think she was in Agents of Shield as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. In this, they give her her comic accurate, huge ass <laughs> headdress thing, crown <laughs> thing. Uh, I'm I'm thinking it's about time, but it just also weird. It f- feels weirdly late. Um, but yeah, they travel to Sith. Her arm is amputated. She warns of the God Butcher, saying he seeks the extinction of the gods, and Asgard is next. Um, they kind of play around the joke that not only worked in every theater but worked in also the bootleg version of this film that i watched to take my notes was maybe your arm is in asgard <laughs> y'all maybe your arm maybe your arm is in valhalla, <laughs> valhalla. oh yes valhalla. a lot of talk about maybe valhalla your arm is in valhalla <laughs> yeah a lot of talk about valhalla the you place of die. the gods you have to die in battle you survive you, su- you survive yeah your arm is, shit. is, is, is <laughs> oh shit a lot of shit for again a lot of shit for a uh, marvel yeah. movie i was very surprised by that i was like 
Huh. Is this too scary to take your kids, Carlos Maximus? Uh, it's gore too much because we're about to get to the <laughs> the Asgard attack. To get to the to the dark part and whatnot. Um, maybe I say because of the shadow because of the shadow monsters. Oh yeah, because how do you defeat them in real in real life? Not real life now. Now that you've introduced them, now that they're canon to these kids. <laughs> yep. How do how do you? Uh... <laughs> But the but I saw the movie when you turn out the lights the the shadows are gonna get me <laughs> every 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 parent around the world is gonna have to deal with that now. Right on cue, we see Gore adorned in white robes plunge his sword in the ground. I love that every time he appears, it's like this. The sword causes shadows to pour from it, and these shadows create fearsome creatures that attack New Asgard. King Valkyrie does her best to hold them off, but Thor arrives and evens the odds. Suddenly, Thor hears what sounds like Mjolnir flying past him, and he sees an object in the distance take several people out. I love his Mjolnir. It's it's me, Thor. <laughs> no, but like, why do you have to say it's you? Thor? He asked who's the, he asked Valkyrie. He asked Valkyrie who was the new guy. <laughs> yeah, and Valkyrie being coy says that she, uh, he's going to love it when he introduced himself to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He suddenly sees his beloved hammer and it's whole again. As he calls to it, it chooses to go for its rightful owner in the moment, a mysterious woman with the powers of Thor. She proves proficient with the hammer. I mean, she threw it. That thing f- flew into a million pieces like bullets. Oh, through man, the- bro. Cut through them like Swiss cheese. Those combos, man. Which then caused Thor to overcompensate by conjuring a new ridiculous armor, complete with a huge helmet. All as a joke. That was a joke armor, bro. That he just made up because he (laughs) he was jealous of. You know, I was trying to. Isn't that funny? I was trying to. I I was trying to defend the armor and um, (laughs) in the chat and stuff. You know. Uh, maybe so, maybe nah. I wasn't. Maybe nah. Nope. Can't be. No with, def- I can't be with it. There's no defending it. Nope. I think. No. Nope. Sadly, I think this armor with the first episode's helmet might be the most accurate Thor color scheme. Uh, you know, around with the right. gold and the blue right. true, and the true. red cape and the and then you would have the silver helmet with the wings. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's. I knew the mask was ridiculous when I saw it. I knew the helmet was ridiculous when I saw mm-hmm. it in, in trailers and but stuff like that. Like, right. And I was like, uh, how uh, how are they going to excuse? Like, do they just get like cool? You remember how like the Power Rangers just get a new power and they get new armor mm-hmm. or whatever? I thought it was like, is it that like he's going to tap into? First of all, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to say in my in my in my opinion, respectfully, you know, yes. respectfully. Um. Thor's armor was the wackest. <laughs> in the movie? Everybody, yeah, in the movie. Everybody, yo, every, I loved everybody's um, everybody's outfits. I just I didn't like, get past that. I liked his outfit before the this so with, the, with the with the um, with the pelt with the animal skin on top. Yeah, I like I like that one. I love that one. That, that one awesome. and the one at the end with that's black and gold, black with the gold circles. Um, at the very end when he oh, transforms yeah, yeah. with the hammer. Yeah, we ja- yeah, I like that yeah. one too. 
Those I thought were good, but the, but that but they both don't. Neither one gets as much time as this one. Yeah. In the film. <laughs> and even the chain mail is like gold. The chain mail up and down his arms is like a weird tinge gold. Just felt weird. And I also think it was overly shiny because it was CGI. I think there was elements of it that was CGI. And um, there's going to be a lot of talk about the CGI in this film because there were some dodgy moments. There's some gore getting hit moments that I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we could have put that in the oven <laughs> a little bit longer, you know. Um, but another thing is this film was cut to ribbons. This film is one of the shortest Marvel films in a while. Yeah, it was, it was kind of short. Initially, its first run, when he, uh, Taika first cut it, it was four hours long. And he had to cut it down to two. So I think we missed out on a lot of things. But um, Hammer, huge helmet. Odinson makes a joke about her copying his style, and she identifies herself as his ex-Jane, having used that Hammer's restorative abilities to not only heal herself temporarily, but gain the powers of the God of Thunder. We get a flashback of their time as a couple between Thor 2 and 3. It seems they simply fell out of love with one another as they were unable to be honest and vulnerable about both their dreams and concerns with one another. Unbeknownst to the God of Thunder, Thor accidentally cast a spell on Mjolnir, promising the hammer will always take care of Jane, which is how she was able to wield it. What did you think about the flashback of the love before the thunder. <laughs> I enjoy the flashback. Um, to be honest, uh, slightly a little too late, but I still enjoyed because I yeah. wanted, I, I did, I did want to, to see some, some time. Granted, it was in a montage and stuff. So but it was, it that, was necessary, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed Korg telling the story. Then Korg, that was Korg that told the story, right? Yeah, yeah. You say something, and I think that that's enough. That it's a fair point. They had to do a lot of heavy lifting here because. We never saw Thor any of Thor and Jane's relationship. Yeah, none they of met it. in Thor one. He didn't come back to see her in Avengers. That's why she was tied to him in Thor two, and then they decided to be together in Thor Thor two. And by the time we see Thor three, they're broken up. So mm-hmm. we're put in this weird position where he says, when they say, when she says, "How long has it been?" and he says, "Like seven years, whatever." That's how long it's been between this film and and the last time we saw Jane Foster. It's been close to eight years. So to now give us the, you know, and, you know, give us this, like, I don't know. It just felt like you said, I guess better late than never, but never late is better. Right. You know, um, I love the, you know, what am I supposed to do? Just clean all everything around here all the time. There's just two plates. There's two plates. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a, that's such a couple's argument right there. Like that, that felt real. That felt real. So I'm glad that they went there with that. <laughs> Back in the present, Thor locks eyes with Gore, who has gained incredible strength. Well, before that happens, I think I should say that she kind of like big leaks him. She's like, we'll talk later. I gotta, I'm gonna go like beat more. Yeah, I gotta do my thing. Nice, nice to see you though. And then he's like, I love it because um, <laughs> it's probably my favorite line delivery of the film. After she says that, she's like, she's like. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll catch up, but it was nice seeing you. She walks away. He goes, what? <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like not, nothing his, about his what, just what, is, like, is like, yeah. what got said or what she said or how she looks or the hammer. None of it makes sense. <laughs> he just literally just had that moment of, what? So, so, he sold that really, really well. 
<laughs> oh boy. Um, he locks eyes with Gore, who has gained incredible strength and speed due to the Necro Sword. I thought the like jump scare was pretty effective. I thought the disappearing axe that he was doing uh, was pretty effective. Yeah, he had hands, really you know, like he fought with um Thor. They do battle with Gore getting close to ripping Stormbreaker from the god's hands, but once he sees that he's outnumbered, the butcher leaves. This was a weirdly edited scene because Thor hits him. He flips over a car in bad CGI form. Then he gets up in actual Christian Bale form and he looks at Thor. It shows Thor. It cuts back to Gore. Then it cuts to Valkyrie. Then it cuts to Gore. Then it cuts to Jane. Then it cuts to Gore. And then Gore disappears. (laughs) <laughs> like, like I feel like you could have done that, but it felt like like it was, this was probably gonna be a longer scene or or more, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they had to edit it down for time. But what I like is that Gore is petty. When this doesn't work, he just steals the children of Asgard. He just steals the kids, right? That's what I said, yo. I said, hey, I shook my head in the theater and I said that shit out loud. I said, so petty. petty. I said, I told my wife, I was like, look, Rhea, petty. Now he taking the kids. <laughs> Yeah, he said, you know what, man? Whatever. whatever. Oh, man. I'll see y'all again. I'm going to take these kids. And that Don't do is, nothing, though, because I'll kill these kids on my way out. <laughs> I thought that was a terrifying scene, even for a Marvel movie. Like, I thought that was straight up scary. And yeah, I didn't take the kids. I was like, why are you going to take the kids? Um, I felt... uh, I was mad, though, because, like, at one point, like... I feel like it should have been, again, played more seriously that there's children in this. I guess they're godly children, so they probably are a bit stronger. I mean, they could breathe in space. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I thought this was like, oh, this is, it's going to get serious. Like, he, but you know what it also it is? There was a, this is going to get crazy. In the comics, with Gore, there was a time machine. That he was going to use to, I think, kill all gods of all space, all time, or whatever. Yeah, it, was like a, that. it was a bomb or something like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Do you remember how he fueled this bomb? Uh, I'm trying to remember because I was trying to remember when I first started because I wanted, I wanted to mention that. But he fueled it with blood. Um, yeah. And I thought he was harvesting the children. <laughs> I thought. Oh no! <laughs> I thought. I thought honestly when he took all the kids, I'm like. Oh no, this is because I had no idea about the eternity Bifrost, none of that that we're about to break uh, into uh, in a uh, bit. Uh. I'm thinking, oh, he's done, he's built the machine and he needs he needs sacrifices, and who's better to sacrifice than the children of gods? Um, this is gonna get pretty rough. And it just doesn't. <laughs> so <laughs> again, <laughs> choice, choices were made. I like it. I like this film, but this is I'm just letting you people know where my mind was with this. Um, he has his monsters. He has the children, and then he just disappears. Thor and Jane argue over whose fault their breakup was, but chose to bury the hatchet and find the children. Who's in the wrong? Jay, you got to put your foot down right here, right now. <laughs> Left. Listen, Thor kind of was, Thor should have stuck around, man. Yeah? So you don't think it was a breakup note? Yeah, it was, it was, like, it was just like a, it was just like a we're having issues note and Thor got tight. I thought it was a breakup note and left. Yeah, something like that maybe. But in in James in James's defense as well, I'm just saying. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she is a looker and she's a doctor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but granted, things that things were happening. So, yeah, that's also true. It's not like he's not freaking Thor, an Avenger, going through what they went through with all that stuff. Um, a whole, a whole ass god. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great to see Natalie Portman back in general. Uh, she walked away from this the series after two because Patty Jenkins was, was supposed to direct Thor two, and mm-hmm. she ended up getting replaced. And when that happened, Natalie Portman was gonna walk away from the franchise because she was like, "I'm over this." Um, they say that her inclusion or her willingness to do Endgame is what let them know that she was probably gonna be willing to do this because mm. she reprised her role in Thor two in Endgame uh, when a rocket took the ether. Um, so yes, new Asgard is in panic after last night's events and King Valkyrie does her best to calm people down. Thor attempts to call Mjolnir away from Jane, but it doesn't work. And Stormbreaker shows up instead. <laughs> oh, hey. I didn't think that was gonna be funny, man. I, that was funny too, bro. That was that was always funny. That always got me the jealous uh, acts. Every time she pull, every time, every time she pulled up, thinking that they need to hear from him, Thor gives a confusing speech. He says, and I say confusing because at first I just thought it was just like a pompous speech, where, like that 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 doesn't say anything. But it's worse than that. The things that he, he says doesn't make sense. He goes, before we even find the children, we have to look in ourselves. <laughs> like, no, no, we need to find them. Yeah, where are the, where the kids? Going <laughs> where are the kids? But it was also because he was getting distracted by Meek, who was doing that. <laughs> he was like, can you, can you shut that down? Um, but he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find him myself. Don't even worry about it. Unfortunately, since Gore touched Stormbreaker, the access is seemingly unable to be accurate and accurately traverse the Bifrost. It's like, it's like on the fritz, as they say. Heimdall's son, Axel, not Astrid, he changed his name to be like the Guns N' Roses uh, lead, uses his father's powers of sight to project himself to Thor, Jane, and Valkyrie. And while being coached by Thor, allows Thor to see that they are in a cage at the end at the edge of the shadow realm heimdall's son seems hella convenient am i the only one yeah, who thinks that heimdall's son 101 <laughs> but but i will allow it and that crappy ass <laughs> floating head <laughs> when that floating head popped up i was like what and literally they go oh Actually, I mean Astrid Heimdall's son. I, I, you know Heimdall's son. That's right, just like that. Heimdall's and like, son. And I was like, "Where? He, wait." So don't you, don't you forget it. But like, wait, that means he was alive when Heimdall was alive, which we've never. Heimdall's never talked about his son. I before I go tell my son, there was none, there was none of that. You know. None of that. He was ready to die for that. Asgard. Like, he didn't have a son. Remember when he jumped on that ship when it was invisible? <laughs> he was doing that with a son at home, bro. He was ready to die. <laughs> That's crazy. I look at the time. I love him. I got, yeah, right? Sight beyond sight. I'm, I'm just, that's just, I don't know, man. I'm not ready for the crew. 
Ax to Heimdall, son. I swear, I swear. And then they, they, I feel like they cut. I feel like this movie didn't have him in it, right? And then they found the. But the way for Thor to be able to see the kids or find out where the kids were was gonna take too long. So they created <laughs> Axel. Great kid. Nothing against the kid. They created Axel, which then changes everything. They have to now make the scene where they meet him and scenes at the end, all that kind of stuff there. Um, but yeah, there's even a part where, where Gore is with the children and you can hear a part that's clearly ADR, which means recorded after the fact, him say, you know, like, I, I, he, he's going to lead you to me, me to you or, or them to you or him to us or some shit like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys changed this halfway through, but that's fine. Um, he promises to get the kids home. He jokes around about them dying and going to Valhalla. I thought this wasn't the time for that. That was that was kind of dark. That was kind of dark. <laughs> that I, that I, when he's joking around with that, I was like, oh, I wish you had more. I wish you were scared more. But there, there, there's no ticking clock. Like there's no point where it's like, and every any second that we're gone, the children might die. It's like we'll go over here and then we'll go over there and we'll you know I'm checking on them. They're fine. <laughs> let's go let's go over there which i guess people that was something that people had issues with valkyrie correctly deduces that going into the shadow realm to fight a man who controls shadows would be suicide so they decide to, to get some reinforcements by recruiting other gods at omnipotent city omnipotent city they figure out how to use one of the asgardian tour ships to help focus Stormbreaker as the axe will act as an engine. Thor has a, another chat with Jane and lifts Mjolnir just to make sure he could. We see that Jane is still succumbing to her illness, but is inspired by her mother who passed away from cancer. Um, and she's inspired by her to keep fighting. Jane and Valkyrie have a heart to heart and become fast friends. I felt like that was very quick because I had to remember that they've never met each other. Mm -hmm. That that is the part of the movie that's missing there's a part of this movie where jane has been thor for a while on earth and she is known by valkyrie and the asgardians and there's no issue about it because there's several points where like the new guy stuff like i felt like Right. Know she's other. at least known him. She yeah, she's at least known him for like five minutes. And then she goes like, "Do you Longer think I should go Thor. on this battle?" And she goes, "Of course you should. You're a Thor." Mm -hmm. In a way that's like, we come on, we do this. Like, what are you? And I wonder if that there was more of that there too. I wonder if she there was more like he's been gone for so long with the Guardians that almost right after this could have happened right after the blip, right after Endgame, right. He's been gone with the Guardians long enough to lose all that weight. This has been a lot of time. But it made it seem like that day. Is it me? Or did it make it seem like that day that she touched the hammer was the day that Gore showed up? I think so. That's how I felt. It had to. No, it had to be. It felt like either that day or the next day. But you I, would think, I would think it had to be. But then that meant yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Because then that means that, that's what I'm saying, this is the chunk of the movie that's missing. 
it doesn't make any sense that um, it would be that day because that would mean that she would have transformed into female Thor uh, right there, then and there, Mighty Thor. Then untransformed because when Gore attacks the city, there's no Thor. She's not walking around anywhere, right? And then she shows up to the fight the same mm-hmm. way that um, Valkyrie and Thor show up to the fight. Valkyrie and our Thor, Mighty Thor should show up mm-hmm. to fight. So she's been, like I said, at the, it with the way that they chopped this movie, she's been Thor for a while. We just haven't seen it, and we don't know how much time has taken place since when she picked the first picked up the hammer and now. And it would have made sense with this whole yeah, idea that the, the hammer's killing her if this has not been the first time that she's rocking with it. If she's been uh-huh. using it for a while, I feel like they cut that part out but forgot to change everything else. And so everything else has the weight that she's been doing this for a while. Even how she throws the hammer, right? How she flies. I mean, no, I mean, no not really. Once you, once you, once you pick it up, you already know. You already know your stuff. Is that is that what it is? I, I I'm pretty sure that's what the. I'm pretty sure that's what the. The hammer and needs it's, you. And it's, and it's like it's the hammer and I think it's like that in, And I think it's also like that in the comics too. Once you once you pick it up, you just you get everything. Okay. I think you're right. Com- I think I think you're right. Combat, but I also yeah, think everything. that there was they cut some parts of her. Being... I would like to see. I would like to see that though. I would. I would like to see. Um. Well, you Jane will never Fox see it. Work. You know why you'll never see it because Taika Waititi hates, and he doesn't <laughs> like directors' cuts. Yep, and so he doesn't like never see it. either. It'll bleed he... on the dark web. Oh dear! You gotta buy it there. There's a lot of dangerous things there, people. Be careful. Um, yeah, I, 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 that, that now talking to you, I feel like we've discovered something. So I'm putting a pin in that. Um, I liked her. I liked the Valkyrie moment with the speaker was cute. <laughs> with the grenade. Is that a grenade? No, portable speaker. No. Boop, boop. And they start jamming. Pretty good stuff. After after tying the goats to the front of the vessel, Thor gives another rousing speech um, about <laughs> we'll be back soon, and when we will, when we do, we'll be with children, and then we will <laughs> feast. N- not on the children. Not on the children. <laughs> that was that was long ago. We'll never do that again. It was a dark time. Dark dark <laughs> I like, time. It's like oh my god. Really, really fun joke about like just weird Viking stuff. I thought. Um, so they head towards Omnipotent City. When they arrive, they discuss catchphrases while Valkyrie teases Thor because she knows he still has feelings for Jane. Uh, Gore taunts the children, saying they are bait for when Thor arrives. That's basically what happens in that scene. Um, but really sick stuff, cutting heads off of things in front of them. Yeah, I like that. Him creeping out the kids. Yeah, for nothing. Just, just to mess with him. Just like he was bored, he just came. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wouldn't it be cool if I just? But I like the disappearing and reappearing in the shadow stuff. That's really effective, I think. Um, Yeah. And I think I'll even go so far as to pull this out of my Asgard. Um, he's black and white because when you are 
in revenge mode, you only see things as black and white. You miss all the gray in between. You miss all the nuance, all the wrinkles mm-hmm. of stuff. You only see things as one way or as the other, right and wrong. The gods are wrong for, for, for ignoring me at this time and for denying me and giving me this life. And I am right because I'm venging, uh, putting vengeance against them. So I think the black and white nature of Gore works in that sense of his view on the world. And the, because he's so black and white, I love all the colors used to show Jane and to show Thor, especially when they're in that space realm with the space dolphins or whatever. Um, really, really beautiful yeah. stuff. That was pretty. That's cute. Um, con- considering Omnipotent City is invite only, our heroes disguise themselves and enter the council. Zeus arrives in a very flashy fashion and Thor fanboys as he was inspired by the God of Lightning. Zeus begins to talk about the yearly orgy, but is interrupted when he overhears our heroes having a side conversation. Korg outs them. Who's talking? Them! <laughs> Um, so Thor walks to the stage to state his plea. He warns of the God butcher and asks for help. Zeus laughs about it and then uninvites him to the orgy. He restrains him and moves, removes all of his clothing. Uh, the rest disrobe on their own so that Zeus doesn't have the pleasure of doing so to them. Zeus recognizes Thor and tells them that they aren't the God police. Thor accuses him of being scared. So Zeus gets close to the God in the midst. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Then he tells him to just chill out. <laughs> he says, I said, like, chill out, little go have, baby. Go have grape. Go have some wine. Have some wine. Have some grape. And just chill it out, baby cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but that little skirt move when he's coming down the stairs. Oh, uh, huh. <laughs> my man got some my man got some balls. But, but, but Thor is determined, though. He ain't, he ain't listening to this whole just chill out speech. He says if they won't help, maybe they could just borrow Zeus's Thunderbolt as a weapon. Um, the God of Lightning does a whole big ass display with it, and he's like, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he tells everybody else, eh, don't even worry about it. Butcher won't, won't even reach eternity. It's then revealed that anyone who reaches eternity can wish for whatever they want. In Gore's case, he can wipe out all of the gods in one go. Realizing if Thor leaves, he could possibly lead Gore back to Zeus. Zeus places Thor under his custody. Tired of the diplomacy, Jane, Valkyrie, and Korg join the fight. Uh, they slaughter Zeus's guards in, go- in gold blood. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's right. Did you see that? Did you catch that whole Valkyrie um, uh, bathing in all, all the gold? Yes, something that they could never no, do in something they can never do in uh not just saying like yeah in live action with real blood. They could never do that in a Marvel movie with real blood. Um just getting bathed in or dancing around in the blood of your enemies. But I like that they get away with it here. Uh they slaughter Zeus, Zeus's guards, like I said, before Zeus hurls a bolt of lightning through Korg, causing his body to come apart. I felt like they they the way they they depicted it was very similar to how Bucky got disappeared where he's walking <laughs> forward and coming apart and just disappearing uh-huh. itself. Um, and yeah, I think we all kind of thought in that moment that he was dead, but he's not. Um, what do you think about the Korg death moment? Um, oh man, bro. The, that shit paused my movie theater. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, everybody felt bad. <laughs> but then when we saw his face, everything was so good. Yeah, because that's the only thing that you need to stay alive, he says, right? Yeah. His face. His face. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he's not dead. Uh, but it was a, it, they, they wanted us to get emotional about it. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you can only do that so many times before people start go, like kind of getting hip to like, there's no point in getting emotional because something's not you know going to be revealed to not be what you think it is or whatever. But what I like is that he's so angry that when Zeus readies another thunderbolt and hurls it at Thor, Thor in a fit of rage grabs the bolt and sends it right through Zeus. Oh, uh, that was that was money. Yeah, I, I mean, that was like probably one everyone of the in the theater got super quiet because it's like that's Zeus, yeah. he's like the king of gods, and all of a sudden, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, he, he, you seem to think he dies, he falls off his little flying stage. Yeah, that was um, a you, bull sin. <laughs> using Korg's ability to summon the goats with a whistle, they get their chariot to show up. Uh, they grab the thunderbolt and head towards the shadow realm. In route, the heroes realize they don't really have a plan. Thor goes to confront Stormbreaker. Oh, not confront, comfort, sorry, Stormbreaker, who has been giving him attitude since Mjolnir showed up. Jane takes the time <laughs> to talk to Thor, who confesses his love for her, stating that it was only his fear that of that love that made him keep his distance. Shocked by his vulnerability, Jane confesses to having cancer. Have you seen? Have you moment? Played for laughs? A little bit, yeah, yeah. A little, a little bit. bit. I thought that was a little weird. I think in both theater settings, when she says "I have cancer," people laughed and they caught themselves from laughing. Uh, catch themselves from laughing, but I get the idea of you know. I think that's exactly what happened. She, he was so honest that she felt like she had to be honest, and also he says that he feared losing her and that love. And I think she wants him to know, if you love me, you need to know that you will lose me. <laughs> like, I have, I have cancer. I'm sick. Um, and that was that was heartbreaking. She does a really good job uh, showing the gravity of telling somebody that news. Because she hadn't told anyone but Darcy up until that point. Korg explains how Cronins are created. And he and Valkyrie talk about love. Outside door apologizes for everything. And the two share a kiss. Unfortunately, their kiss is interrupted by their arrival into the Shadow Realm, a place so consumed with darkness that colors flee from it. We get a hilarious... Oh, go ahead. That was a pretty good explanation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But but the way they... First of all, you tell me Shadow Realm, I think (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh. I instantly think Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm pretty sure Marvel has their own Shadow Realm and it probably predated Yu-Gi-Oh! But I instantly think Yu-Gi-Oh! So I needed like, okay, but what does that mean? But like, why? And and I immediately thought once they mentioned it, oh, the Shadow Realm. So this is the trailer shots of them in all black and white. Like it has to, that must be where they're fighting. But like the cute little line of like colors just, that doesn't make sense. But it said such, it's such a, it said that, it said in such a badass yeah, way. That you're just like, oh, okay. It's just such, it's so dark. The colors just run from it, bro. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, 
Oh yeah, so they they landed, right? Did they land? First of all, they don't land. The goats crash. Hilariously, the they crash onto uh, <laughs> right onto the planet. Um, they like it's shown in the distance. They crash right into it. Um, then it kind of like the camera kind of tilts. Jane manages to find a drawing of the Bifrost being used to open the doors of eternity. Is that uh Gorth like just leaving his coloring book around <laughs> his favorite pictures <laughs> spinning up, <laughs> up out the wall? Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. And that's what it is. Gore needs the Bifrost to open the door to eternity. Once he gets to eternity, he can wish for eternity to kill all the gods and get them all gone in one instance. But he needs the hammer. Realizing, realizing that they've walked into a trap uh, to steal Stormbreaker, Jane throws it as far as she can. Gore arrives, restrains our heroes. I thought, I thought that was slick. Yeah, she threw it. I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, snap. Like th- Thor doesn't know why that just happened. <laughs> like he just looked at her like, yeah, that, I thought that's what was that about? about man. Wait till Thor finds out. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny stuff. She chucked that damn thing though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she totally did. Um, so he Gore's man manages to use like all his shadow powers. He ends up restraining them and kind of tormenting them. He like he torments and tortures and threatens. Uh, <laughs> basically all of them in an evil and kind of playful way you can see that this thing is kind of poisoning him like he has all this black gunk around his mouth uh he has black gunk around his mouth just like the penguin had black gunk around his mouth and he stole the children of the city just like the penguin (laughs) stole the children of the city um (laughs) and so he's here and uh I thought he was kind of creepy. Like I said, when he's playing around with this playfulness, playful nature, I thought he was pretty creepy. He can tell Jane is dying, and he says that the hammer cannot change her fate. He wants us all all to know that. That was the director wanting us all to know that. (laughs) Yeah. That's not the same thing. She's going to die anyway. Yeah. Uh, He demands Thor call the axe. Call the axe. (laughs) So he can take it. But uh, Thor refuses until Gore tortures and threatens to kill jane and valkyrie did you um did you ever think about what the axe was doing before he called it mm, oh yeah right like where it could, i wonder how far it got hurling through space yeah i, I wonder how far it got <laughs> yeah it became like a boomerang hit, i wonder if it hit anything that would be hilarious um so the axe arrives and i this is all something i only caught early on which might tie us into why they couldn't defeat gore here they needed gore alive because they didn't know where the kids were mm-hmm. um so maybe that ties in why all three of them just couldn't whoop his ass because they didn't want to kill him they needed him mm-hmm. alive and thus you know they all try to do their best to take him down but to no avail and valkyrie is seriously injured in their conflict another Oh my God! Someone just got stabbed from behind. Ah, oh, they're fine. <laughs> Moment in the MCU, right. Like, right up there with uh, Peter Parker getting stabbed in No Way Home, Tony getting stabbed in Infinity War, Cersei getting stabbed in Eternals. <laughs> a lot of stabs, bro. I guess people don't know where to aim. That's the that's the issue. Now Zeus getting stabbed through the heart <laughs> or through the center of his chest with a lightning bolt. Like, this is just what's going on here. People need to work on their stabbing practice. That's, that's what it is, man. Play Operation. <laughs> work on it. 
Anyway. Um, stabby, stabby. Valkyrie's injured, so we got we to gotta bounce out of here. In an effort to get away, Thor summons the Bifrost, but at the last second, Gore is able to wrestle the axe away from him as the heroes are teleported to new Asgard. With axe in his possession, Gore sets his sights on eternity. Cool little fight, short little fight. Um, I still don't know whether or not Gore is strong enough to defeat Thor. I think towards the end of this, we see that he's definitively in that moment, but we're st it's still looking pretty even here. Um, perhaps because Stormbreaker, you know, he is a, that is a godly weapon. So, um, our heroes land unceremoniously in New Asgard, but Jane is rendered so weak from the battle that she is unable to reach for Mjolnir and passes out. Thor takes both Jane and Valkyrie to the hospital, and he is told that Valkyrie will recover, where Jane is not doing any better. He tells Jane that he's headed to stop Gore alone, and she says he can't, and that she needs him. He tells her that the hammer is draining her mortal strength, and every time she wields it, it's killing her, but she says she wants to keep fighting. He confesses his love again and tells her that it this is their chance to finally be together. Um, and it goes away as she uses the hammer one more time. He says he doesn't he says he knows she wouldn't go for it, but he would blame himself forever if he had another chance with her and he didn't take it. What'd you think about all this? Whose side were you on? I thought that was nice. Whose side is he and on? I thought, and I thought and I thought she had understood too, but you know. I mean, but but <laughs> it was all or nothing, right? I don't right, think she really right. had a choice in the matter. Mm -hmm. You feel me? But to each his his own. Ricker, Ricker, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought this was the best, most emotional he's gotten in a while. Thor, the character. Yeah. Like, I think he says, damn it, when he gets emotional. He's like, damn it, because if you use that hammer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and he, like, it really, 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 really works. And she, I like her stubbornness of like, fine, just go. Break a leg. I'll break all of his legs. <laughs> yeah, I'll break all of his legs. <laughs> that, was, that was a little cute. <laughs> yeah. A little cute moment. Um, but she came uh, to help. But she, I, can't, I can't, I can't let. I can't really agree agree with him that she really came to like kind of save his ass. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. oh. I want to be like, oh, but then no, nah, you can't help. <laughs> you know what? This may even sound distasteful, but we probably should have had a reveal that she was wearing a wig. We probably should have had a reveal that she was a little bit more far off. Oh, oh, oh. Um, this, yeah, yeah, 100%. I wish we were, yeah, 100%. I wish we towards, the end, towards the end, of I missed that. The, the idea was initially, and I, I think this is where the hairs get crossed. The idea in the comics is that Thor, um, sorry, Mjolnir is so pure that it purifies your body and takes out anything in it that's not supposed to be there. So it takes out the cancer, but it also takes out the chemo. So when she goes back into her regular form, there's no cure for the cancer mm -hmm. there. Nothing. Nope. The minute she lets go of the hammer, there's nothing helping her out. Right. So, okay, but okay. in this, it's that the it's the energy that it takes to wield it is killing her. Yeah. Which is well, slightly at least, different. Well, not not really killing her, but at least fast tracking her. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, she doesn't have enough. She he says that her, her body doesn't have the strength to fight the cancer because it's being used to wield the hammer. hammer. Right, which I think is different than clearing out the chemo. Right. So we, like I said, like you just said, we just fast tracked all of her, like her whole stage four cancer, mm-hmm. in the in this week or a couple of days that, that we <laughs> did because because of the hammer. But um, in the comics, she's Thor for a lot longer, um, mm-hmm. and you know I feel like was almost a lot sicker when it began. Began. It's a weird gradual nature in both ser- in both instances as to how the hammer affects her and how her cancer is affecting her um because like she's like real sick now like here in the hospital she's like yeah, sunken hospital, eyes yeah. and she looks weak and um which i have a question about but i'll save that for a second here uh so she reluctantly agrees they share a kiss valkyrie decides she's no of use so she says, don't die. She gives him the thunderbolt <laughs> and uh, tells him the key is to destroy the necro sword because Gore is powerless without it. Gore gets to the gates of eternity and uses Stormbreaker to start the process of opening the gates. During this, a statue almost crushes the children, but Thor arrives and saves the day. While Stormbreaker continues to open the gates, Gore uses the necro sword to create creatures for his army. Thor enlists the children of Asgard as his army advising them to find weapons from items around them he uses his magic to instill each child momentarily with the power of thor with his army complete the children charge and do battle with the shadow creatures who prove to be no such match for the juvenile army this was incredibly silly this was incredibly cool yeah that's what i'll say about the speech to the kids was money i like the speech to the kids yeah He's yeah, a good like speech. it was the only speech that worked, I guess. Maybe that's probably what he's trying to tell us. When he's when he's telling when he's giving speeches to impress people, he sucks. Mm-hmm. When he's giving speeches to people he cares about, like he gives a speech to Jane, you know, about her like you're a god. Like, don't even um it's it 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 works. It comes off real. And I think that's that's there's something pretty genuine about that. That's like a little like a little cool not like he gives all the other speeches and you're like what the hell is he talking about and in this moment he's like no yeah i got this you know yeah the children of asgard what are you talking about how many of you have had field training none of you so that was pretty funny (laughs) um but yeah children of asgard kicking ass they basically destroy all the freaking creatures uh with the creatures being dealt with uh gore and thor do battle that's very hard to say because their names are very similar the God Butcher's lust for revenge makes him too formidable. As he is thrashed, Jane feels every throw that Thor does, and Mjolnir shows up in front of her, almost coaxing her to go out and save Thor. It's like, come on, it won't even hurt. That's the same thing I said. Let's go. You ain't what do you, it won't even hurt just a little bit. Come on, yeah. what, are you, what are you worried come about? On, come on, loser, we're going to go. <laughs> Get a loser. We're gonna go save Thor. She also stick. She, you also gotta think about this. She goes. She gets the hammer. She turns into Thor. Then she goes to Valkyrie, and says that she needs the horse because she gets there with mm-hmm. the horse. Because she comes with the, She comes on with the Pegasus, right? Yeah, she comes with the horse. So she had to go and get get that, which is also a tie. Jarvis, did you know that Jane Foster does die in the comics? Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
uh, due to the cancer, but she is brought back oh, as a Valkyrie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she is brought back cute. as part of that army. She is I like that. Valkyrie. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. We covered that in our Thor War of the Realms uh, podcast. Um, she is Valkyrie in that. And I have to do a lot of research. So I thought that was pretty cool to I've see been, her on the horse. I've been and, secretly I have been secretly growing my Thor collection, by the way. Yeah, I'm ready to like that comic you gave me the new yeah. the new run was pretty damn good. I have to finish up on that with um the Galactus of it all. Mm. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Gore stands above the fallen god of thunder, and he places the tip of his blade on his throat and attempts to kill him when he is struck by Mjolnir. Thor is visibly sad at Jane's choice to save him, meaning she will die. They double-team Gore, but realize they need to stop Stormbreaker, so Jane agrees to keep Gore busy. Um, did I say the double-team Gore? I just have to say that instead. Of, I think I just said Thor. Jane gives Gore a challenge, but he brushes her off as Lady Thor. This causes Jane to reintroduce herself as Mighty Thor, dealing a powerful blow to the villain. That was a pretty badass mm-hmm. moment, because yeah, I think that was, that was a lot of the... I think, that, I think that was a lot of the criticisms early on. They were just calling her, like, Girl Thor. Mm-hmm. Lady Thor, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, no, she's the mighty Thor. Dr. Jane Foster, yeah. Dr. Jane Foster. <laughs> Using the bow and Mjolnir, they shadow the Necrosword. As Gore attempts to put it back together, Mjolnir attempts to just, dest- oh, yeah. As Gore attempts to put it back together, Mjolnir attempts to destroy the pieces, but it ends up corrupting the hammer. Using that was the last fire, by the way. That they, it's in, like inside. I just thought I'd slide that in there. Yeah, I thought that was. Fire. Whoever booked that idea. This is also my this is also my interpretation fire. of what happens because you just see it. But that's what happens. Cause she right? sends because the, the hammer's already already she sends the hammer and the hammer splits. Yeah. Right? And the pieces of the hammer bring the pieces of the necrosword into the hammer and when the hammer gets put together. Yeah, and it's like unstable. Pretty, I thought that was pretty badass. I was like, yeah, and then it becomes unstable. I was like, oh that's pretty cool. Oh Dr. J. Oh my god. Um, and it starts to corrupt the hammer so using the last bit of strength that she has mighty thor commands a huge bolt of lightning that cleanses the hammer before striking the ground and obliterating any sign of the necrosword she falls forward weak and bruised and advises thor to stop gore but the problem is the gate is already open he already yeah and he's already walked through that scene to me is the scene of any body watching a kid Asking where the kid is. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, don't forget, you know, your nephew's here. He goes, Where's he here? And he's walking out the he's he's walking out the door. He's his hands on the door, he's walking out the or door. Or about to go down or about to go down the slide the, or something the, like that. The stairs, oh. the slide, all of it. It's like no, no, he's already there. He's already there. <laughs> uh Gore kneels in front of eternity. A beautiful I thought gold, that was beautiful. Stop right there. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Stop right there. I talked. That's a lot. what I mentioned at the at the beginning because I was like, oh, I didn't know they were gonna go there. They had mentioned it. I didn't think it was gonna be so heavy. I didn't think they had the balls to actually show her. I didn't think they were gonna get so crazy with it. In a sense, I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because I have it? what I have. I have this is the end. So she she's all up in that. Okay. The thing about it though is that she is depicted in this she, they didn't try to find a way that they could depict it 
they just did it like the comics. They just did it, yeah. They that's what I like. Just that's cut what I like. it out of the comics. Yeah, I, so, I'm looked, like, yo, dude, I was just like, dude, it even looked like, two-dimensional, right? It looked yeah. two-dimensional. It looked like, like a oh, picture. Man, that's so fire. Really, really cool. Um, and the space, um, you know, in, encapsulating and the, I mean, the space in general, like just that whole water is very reminiscent yeah, of the soul they realm. Did, they did that. They did that. Yeah. So it I would really make like sense that, that the soul realm looks like uh, how it does, I guess, if that's where how eternity looks. You know, with all the water on the ground and stuff, the cleansing water and the flipping around stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Jane Dorsey's Jane depowered and seemingly at the end of her life. Thor tries to convince Gore into changing his wish from the extinction of the gods to the resurrection of his daughter. He implores Gore to choose of love instead of revenge. And uh, yeah, he cho- he tells Thor uh, Gore, sorry, to choose love instead of revenge, and then he turns his back on him. <laughs> you uh, know, you know something funny when so <laughs> when he did that, when he did that, he goes, "Don't I turn will, your back on moment, me." And then, I had a moment, no, but when he told him that before, so um, why don't you just push your daughter back, bro? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "I was like." Uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I think I think totally everybody's like, oh yeah, huh. All right. But again, like that's why there's there is no wishing well in the comic. He's making a bomb. And the bomb is to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back, there's no getting the daughter back, none of that stuff. So um I thought the workaround and the inclusion of eternity was pretty fire. Yes. So I love that he's like you turn your back on me. He goes, yeah, bro, because if you you already won and you gonna kill everybody, I'm about to hang I'm out. I'm gonna with. die. I'm gonna I'm gonna die with a shorty, shorty, and you never gonna <laughs> yeah. get a shorty. So like, what you gonna say? <laughs> go I'm ahead, gonna, bro. I'm like, gonna go die with my boo. You don't got a boo, so you tight. So what you gonna do? Boo. So like, uh, the sight of Thor holding Jane makes Gore remember holding his own daughter in his arms. He tells Thor if he resurrected his daughter, she would have no one. She would have no one, as a necrosword has taken a toll on Gore, and he's close to death himself. Jane disagrees and gives Thor a knowing look, seemingly instructing the God of Thunder to take care of Gore's daughter. Gore makes his wish. Eternity uses its vast cosmic power to bring the child back, imbued with a bit of cosmic power herself. Uh, Gore gives a tearful apology to his daughter, but she forgives him as she he takes his last breath. So, the question I had for you is... How are you viewed in eternity? You like you're viewed like your best self because again, not to be disrespectful, but Jane doesn't look as sick as she was in the hospital in this scene mm-hmm. where she's saying goodbye. She looks well manicured, well made up. Now mm-hmm. conversely, Gore doesn't look gorish in this. He looks more like he did No, he's more like he did at the beginning of the, in movie, the beginning right? of the movie. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a weird, like, it is how you view yourself or your pure self or your true self kind of uh, thing in this. Because I remember when he looks down at her, she's like, you know, ah, and I'm like, you look beautiful. Like, you look fine. Like, you look healthy. Like, your cheeks are flush. Like, Stop playing. Get up. Hey, 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 what's going on here? Not to, but but I, I, I can understand how that may sound insensitive. Like, oh, you don't have to look. Right, 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 right kind of stuff and that's not what i'm trying to say i just feel like the last time we saw literally the last time we saw her before she was thor she looked way sicker than this she last was, transformation yeah, that is seemingly kicked but that was, on death's but you're door asking, 
what you're asking makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know. So. Uh, but but Gore gives a tearful apology to his daughter, but she forgives him as he takes his last breath. Similarly, Jane thanks Thor for everything, including her magical life. Thor calls her a god, and she peacefully succumbs to her sickness. Her body converts to the same gold particles that gods are shown to revert to after death, and her essence blows away. The Odin dust. In a bit of an epilogue sort of montage, a statue is erected in Jane's name. The children of Asgard are now training for battle under Valkyrie and Sith. To be fair, they're training, they're uh, doing self-defense. Um, but, you know, you never know. Yes. Uh, Korg makes a rock baby with a dude he met called Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne <laughs> the Rock. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm making that joke. I'm making that joke very soon. Of like, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a picture. It's gonna be a picture of Dwayne Johnson. Gonna we, both get, we both get claims. We say, both get right into that joke. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a picture of The Rock, and it's gonna say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and then it's gonna be a picture of Dwayne. It's gonna say Dwayne The Rock, and that's it. Dwayne The Rock and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um. So. Thor finds himself embarked on a new journey now that he has someone to love, Gore's daughter. She proves to be as stubborn and as silly as Thor himself, setting up for a perfect odd couple father-daughter dynamic. She puts makeup on and a streamer on Mjolnir, and he shows her, uh, you know, who it is in the world, kind of, they need to save. She calls him Uncle Thor, he gives her Stormbreaker, and together they head into battle. Korg says that as a tandem, they have been given many names, but for those who know them, they are simply known as Love and Thunder. Yeah, so that was Yay. very, that was very, very well done. That, I warmed, fig- that, that warmed my heart. At the I figured yeah. with the the chemistry and the comfortability Aww. of the little girl, I figured she was related, and she is Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter. So that mm-hmm. is confirmation there. That's what I'm saying. Why would why would you ever quit the role? Even more, yeah. Why would you ever quit the role, bro? Um, but. This is a character I'm unfamiliar with. I don't know much, if uh, anything, about this character. I don't know if this character exists in canon. I know people are trying to tie her to this mistress love cosmic being. I don't think necessarily that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Gore didn't show to have any powers, so it's not like she got anything hereditary. That was eternity that imbued her with some sort of godlike laser beams that she shows that she has. Well, in this. well, we don't know because he was. They were starving at the beginning of the movie. Oh, uh, you're telling me, you, uh, you know, it could be uh, flap cakes. <laughs> oh, you have no, too many they flap cakes. Because they, they... Mm. Yeah, if you have too many flap cakes, bro, then, you know, uh, it messes with your eye vision. So, yeah, totally. That, that's most likely what's going on there. But we got to figure out what's going on with her in general. This sets up a whole nother thing. Like I said, this sets up a whole bunch of other movies. You could do literally anything at this point. Um, we will see. But right. now we have a tandem now. We have a reason that he bring her into the Avengers movies. They said they weren't doing an Avengers movie this phase. So maybe we are distancing ourselves from all of that, which is, you know, maybe hey, doesn't we'll mean, it for a while. doesn't mean the friends can't get back together, you know? Loki needs to see his niece. He That's died. what I say. Well, I don't know. He dead. He dead. Yeah, but TVA could try and travel time, 
bomb bomb timelines and all that kind want, of stuff. You really want to you really want to screw up Thor's head like that? Or Morgan? Can she Morgan? Can Morgan hang out with uh, Love? Let that happen. <laughs> Let Tony's daughter hang out with some love. Get some love in her life. Um, but we get to credits there. We get to the first post-credit. Zeus is shown to have survived the Thunderbolt and tasks his son Hercules with teaching Odin's son a lesson. Boom, boom, boom. I think a lot of people thought we were going to see Hercules in this, and this is just confirmation of that. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong here, but also almost nothing to see here. I was glad that they. I was. I was glad they. They try hard to make him look like in the comics. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. They're having a lot of fun doing that. And the second scene i felt was also fairly sweet it was sweet in the fact that it was unnecessary but the fact that they Mm -hmm. chose to add it in it i thought made the moment sweeter and it is uh we see jane reach the gates of valhalla where heimdall greets her and welcomes her Mm -hmm. to the heaven of the gods i thought that was a very sweet like you could if you stop that there you have all of jane's story Mm-hmm. Right. If you watch one, two, and four, you have all the you you, you follow you follow Jane's adventure with this weird space Viking. I think that's kind of a cool little weird mini trilogy that you could watch inside of the Thor films, just the Jane mm-hmm, films, mm-hmm. Uh, and that could be pretty fun there. But what do you think of this ending? You know, there's no way in hell you called him getting a daughter out of this. There's no way in hell you called him getting no, a, hell no. a niece 100%. or whatever kind of whatever you want to consider their familiar relationship being. So, what do you think about that twist? Obviously, with the, you predicting it and with it, with uh, it I also, I was glad for kinda, it. Yeah, with yeah, hell yeah, one hundred percent. Especially being um a girl dad. So, uh, I was gonna I ask that. Does being a girl dad change the ending of this a oh, little bit? No, you know, I, it makes me feel a little strongly about it. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, I thought it was pretty good, man. I you guys got your cosplay. This year for yeah, so I, I want to see, so I want to see where it's gonna go afterwards. So, yeah, totally, totally. But now you know what you're gonna wear for Comic Con this year. <laughs> you got that. Just get um, put some makeup on me on here, and you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, man, I thought this was a very, very fun film. I thought this was um, obviously as you heard throughout the review, I had my questions about certain things, but I think the ends justify the means. The Asgard, all the action scenes kicked ass. I thought they were all very well done. The I thought that the music wasn't great. Like the music that wasn't licensed music. I thought that the Thor theme was kind of undefined a bit. And they just kind of kept playing a theme over and over again. Um, but maybe they're still trying to find his footing. Iron Man didn't get his theme to Iron Man 3. So, to Iron you know, Man 3. Yeah, it takes, it takes a while. Um, but hopefully we won't take a while when we come back next week uh because we will be back obviously next week we'll be tackling the boys and then you'll be back sir for miss marvel after that so we got some tv to talk about after this movie but i want to thank all of you guys who have been here to cover this movie with us it was a lot of fun and i think that the good overrides the bad we'll see how it does on rewatch i've seen it three times in very close mm-hmm. amount of time but we'll see i after really i really really into it I really want to see it again. My thing is, I don't care if you like it or you hate it. Just make up your own mind about it, please. Yeah, make 100%. up your own don't be mind in, about don't it. Don't be uh, don't don't be influenced by the by the 
naysayers or the or the critics or the articles or the posts or whatever because you could end up um missing out you know or you could end up just ripping the band-aid off (laughs) if it is bad you know (laughs) either way and like i said i still don't think the worst marvel mcu film is worse than anything there's a lot worse out there right (laughs) uh and with that being said you can go ahead and help us by purchasing uh it's morbing time (laughs) t-shirt hope i'm hoping to make more money in t-shirt sales than morbius did at the box office didn't but we will see um Thank you, everybody, for listening to this. As you guys know, comicbookclick.com is what sponsors this podcast. Is where every single thing that we do exists. Every episode of this podcast, articles written by us, a little bit of an about us section. Um, you can hit the Shop CBC link at that website, and it will take you to our T Public store where you could help support us by buying an original design. Um, we have a current Choose Love t-shirt up there for love and thunder we're gonna we're working on some miss marvel merch currently at the moment which is going to be some fun stuff out there for you guys but consider buying some merchandise because not only do you get to keep something original only made by us but we get a little bit of a kickback for that um you don't have to listen just on this however you found us is not the only way you have to listen to us we're available wherever podcasts are found podbean stitcher podcast addict apple podcast app tune find youtube spotify pandora once upon a time on facebook but they're not doing that anymore but yeah literally anywhere but the easiest place is comicbookclick.com because you know it's going to be there um so make sure that you continue to go there rate and review us on itunes it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't but i've been to the future and uh i can't tell you how you know we actually get there because it'll mess up the timeline and it'll mess up the bifrost and you know just like killing zeus we'll have immeasurable uh, (laughs) consequences that we have no idea uh you know will become of it but yes Continue to support us. Continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. It's how this whole thing grows. We're growing as a team uh, behind the scenes over here at Comic Book Click. So get ready to see a bunch of new content being posted, not only on the website, but across social media. So follow us at Facebook.com slash Comic Book Click, Instagram at Comic Book Click, or you can use the hashtag Comic Book Click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issue CBC. And last but not least, consider becoming a Patreon at Patreon.com slash CBC Club house for as little as three dollars a day ten cents oh three dollars a month not even three dollars a day ten cents a day three dollars a month you can help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software we need to produce high quality content free of charge as we do each and every week so help us get there you've done so far uh thanks to guys donating and thanks to stuff with the t-shirt sales we were able to get a new recorder when the old one got busted so we're back on track we're back doing it the way we know how to do it which is high quality and free of charge each and every week knock on vibranium and we'll be back next week with the boys mate oi mm, just started watching that. that's crazy it's getting good bro it's getting good catch up by next week and then you can hear us talk about it bro i am i'm, I'm almost up there <laughs> but that'll be the end of this week's episode my name is george serrano aka the don i am claudius maximus and this ends here and now baby (laughs) we like that one i like that that. this does end here and now this is our thor love and thunder recap and review and remember whether you are a girl thor a boy thor a baby thor 
uh, a, a Thorky. No, no frog, lo- no frog, Thor. I w- throg. If you're oh, a throg, <laughs> if you're a throg, you got to remember to eat my hammer, to taste the rainbow. <laughs> what was the other one? Eat my hammer, <laughs> taste the rainbow, whether you love yourself, remember to love others, remember love is all that truly matters, choose love, any kind of love, because love is love, love and is we are all worthy of love, you know why? Because you, yes you, are worthy. Worthy.